So I hope today's um, conversation shines a light in a small way on how we might challenge stereotypes and perceptions, particularly around females and ageing and female athletes and performance. Um, just finding a vehicle upon which we can educate ourselves and grow and empower ourselves to have more capacity and then more capacity to help others and inspire others is, is fantastic. And, and podcasts like this, you know, hopefully get that message out. So I'm really happy to be able to talk about it. One of the best examples and one that I'm most proud of and one that I keep smiling about often and, and talk about it is a really nice little example about challenging stereotypes. And it came from my daughter, who uh, is a FIFO worker, and she was having a conversation with one of her male colleagues uh, up on site. And he, he's a bit of a cyclist. And he said, oh, you know, my, my, my friend's doing seven. It's this huge gravel race, endurance race. He's a really good cyclist. And, and Ellie said, oh, my mum's doing seven. And he sort of looked at her in stunned disbelief. Um, and he said, oh, surely not. She can't be doing seven, maybe five or three. They've got some easier options and lesser distances. And she said, no, my mum's doing seven. Anyway, Two weeks later, race was done, results were in, and Ellie sent me a, a text on the the, the chap had sent to her, and he said, your mum is a beast. She crushed my 30-year-old mate at seven. Anyway, it was it was quite funny, and it, but it was just also a very small but pretty cool example of challenging stereotypes and, and thinking. And what was even cooler was that Ellie's friend had an opportunity to grow and, and think as well. And he was lovely. He sent me a text congratulating me. And now both of them also follow me on Strava, which is pretty cool. G'day again, listeners. Welcome to the Amateur Hour Potty, and it's great to have you tuning in to another one. We have today, yeah, as you just heard, a pretty cool little episode with Deb Kemp, good mate of ours, and a killer little writer as well in our bunchy scene here in Perth, and she's been a part of something very important in the last 18 months, and, and you'll hear more about that today. Craig, great to be chatting to you again. What can listeners get a picture of today? Yeah, g'day Al, thanks for having me here again. Um, yeah, what we just heard there in that snippet was exactly what we're looking to talk about today, and that is encouraging and supporting both males and females uh, over 45 years old to either get or continue being active. You know, they say age is just a number, and our ability to remain active and even extremely competitive doesn't stop when you reach middle age. Without going too far into what is covered in the chat, Listeners can expect to hear all about the 4-5 Plus Athlete Collective, a not-for-profit that's been formed, and how they're actively supporting and inspiring specifically women, but also men age 45 plus to pursue an active lifestyle and hobbies. Great, Swaino. Yeah, we all really enjoyed this chat, and it ties in really well with today's giveaway, which links to our sponsor, Professional Way, and what listeners can enter and possibly win themselves. And, yeah, Craig, give them the deets for this one. Again, another terrific prize available for our loyal listeners. Yeah, that's right, Al. Um, professional way of supplying 
nice little prize pack here to help support athletic um, performance and health. And we've got a, a one kilo bag of New Zealand whey protein isolate, pretty much the, the best product that you can get for the, uh, the protein side of things. A two kilogram bag of maltodextrin, 450 grams of collagen hydrolysate, which if you're not taking collagen as an endurance athlete, you, you've got something wrong with you. Uh, you need to do that. It's very important for, for joint and bone health. Um, you also get a protein shake and free shipping to an Australian address. Yeah, we've had some lucky winners so far and we're very excited for a third listener to get their hands on this prize pack. So what you're going to be hearing in this episode, we want you to tune in for who does Deb Kemp have the same lung capacity as? Who does Deb Kemp have the same lung capacity as? So it's deep inside this episode and we want you to yeah, enjoy it, tuck in and, and see what uh, yeah, you can learn as well as give yourself a chance to win this prize pack today. Well, there's a great story associated with the, uh, the answer to this one as well and um, it might help explain why she's so good out there on the bike to a lot of people. She is. She's a breath of fresh air. We had a bloody great time and so nice to learn more about how this program and this, this group has, has grown so much. Great listeners. So we want you to DM your answer to our Instagram or Facebook handle and we will be announcing the winner of the giveaway for the next episode. We'll leave it over to Deb and our, ourselves at Lyric Lane there in Maylands. Again, it was a fantastic day. And in listeners and Craig, let's take them there. Welcome, Deb. Welcome, Craig. How are we both? I'm very well. Thank you very much. I didn't ride today, which is good. Unusual for you, Deb. Yeah, I'm, I'm fantastic as well. Thanks, Al. Good to be here in Lyric Lane again. Yeah, great to be back uh, at our favourite little underground venue. And, yeah, we've got some drinks and we're just going to keep twisting Deb's arm here. We'll get a drink under, under her nose <laughs> as possible. I'll be dangerous with a drink. <laughs> we like that. It's so nice to sit sit down, the three of us, and talk about this incredible uh, organisation and um, group of people that have worked very hard lately to produce 4F and 4-5 and Athlete Collective. That's what we're going to talk about today, this uh, incredible network for women and men of all ages, very inclusive environment. And uh, though it's got a 45 years and older DNA around it, um, it is for, I guess, any people out there looking to get access to education, um, training, racing uh, in the sport of cycling, and who knows where it will go from here as well, Deb? Yes, no, absolutely. And and it is we we started off as a cycling sort of group, but we very much want to broaden that base into all areas of activity and exercise, and just with a view to keeping people physically active, you know, over forty five and beyond. So yeah, I think Craig and I are going to learn a lot from today's chat with you, and we already have in the lead up to today's podcast. But um, take us straight into. The very, very origins for 4F, uh, yourself and your close friend Vanessa, um, take us to the very beginning. Yeah, so um, I guess it started really just over a year ago. Um, Vanessa and I are both keen time trialists 
and we were going to we sort of wanted to enter with a group or find a way to get into the the atta we're running their inaugural time trial at Hennessy. I don't know if you boys did it or not, mm. but it was a 30k hot dog turn thing. And we sort of thought, we sort of just got together and thought, you know, I wonder if we could, you know, be in a team or be in a group or get one of the clubs to kind of take some interest. And so we kind of got, it was started with a little bit of a um, closed door and we thought, oh, well, well, we'll just wear our own matching kit and we'll go and see how we go as these older women and I think so we had a um, an av- between us our average our age was 116 years mm-hmm. I've actually written this down somewhere we did a average of 38.6 kilometers an hour we came third for a mixed the, for the female duo and we actually ended up two big two of the big boys went into a corner really hot and came down in front of us on the hot dog turn and Vanessa actually had to bunny hop over this bloke's disc wheel and we just thought we were so you know we came away thinking god we're actually okay like we're amazing we you know we look good you know we were good and um here we were bunny hopping over disc wheels on a hot dog turn so that kind of got us excited and from there we thought you know we really need to give women that are you know, a little bit older that are still good and want to perform and that are still competitive, you know, a bit more, you know, opportunity and kudos and, um, yeah, so that's sort of where it started. Atta, Hennessy, 30K time trial, Vanessa and I. Mm. So it's just creating that safe space for for women to join you is is what you're looking for because you guys obviously took a step to get in there before, you know, you you saw anyone else doing it. So that's that's pretty brave of you to do yourself, but um, you wanted to open it up to more to join you and um, you know matching kit helps everyone feel more included <laughs> yeah. as well you feel more professional look more professional absolutely than, yeah. yeah absolutely um and i think a lot of the clubs do really well promoting you know trying to get women involved and trying to i mean the atta have the um the standards where at least you get some you know you can actually win on the standards mm-hmm. for some of the time trials which has been fantastic and we've had a very successful uh, little partnership with atta we um promoted the birds in the park and put some sponsorship put some um uh, paid some prize money for women over 45 the fastest ride and mm-hmm. you know there's people like you know anna heights and you know incredible women that are doing fast times that we thought needed some you know acknowledgement yeah so, yeah yeah so it's a it's a different path that you guys have taken because you've you've gone down this uh very quickly down this path of making a structured group Whereas generally what you see in the cycling community is a, a couple of friends get together and, and ride together and we decide to get a custom shirt made up and we'll, <laughs> you know, we've, we've got friends, they'll ride around in these, all these, you know, multiple small little groups of six or seven guys all wearing the same kit, but it doesn't extend anywhere beyond that. It doesn't have a, a genuine purpose or a, a hope to, to grow from what it is. It's just a, a small network of, of people and obviously for us we generally see it with the, with the males yeah but you've actually gone down the path of creating a, a not-for-profit actual organization yeah. that's registered and yeah. um, links with oz cycling and, and so on yeah no absolutely and i guess that's what it's been great to have i mean vanessa really has been the sort of powerhouse behind this and so we very quickly got a group of women that, that wanted to join us and were really helpful. And so obviously Vanessa as a data librarian was very quick to get onto all the, she, we're an incorporated not-for-profit organisation with all the, um, you know, everything that we needed to set that up. And then we've got Jodie Earnshaw, who's actually a regulatory approval specialist. So she did all our risk 
profile and our mitigation. So we had all of that done, you know, and every time we run an event, we just pull out the documents. And so we had that. We've obviously got um, Sam Bolton, who's a commissaire and an executive officer of um, Cycling and Walking Australia, and Sarah Hunter, who is our, she's actually a mathematician, but she's now a full-time strength and conditioning coach and um, cycling coach. So we sort of had, and my background's education, so we had, like me, all excited, education, Vanessa, data librarian, Sam had all the cycling commissaire and all the race direction, Jody, who had all the approvals and you know, and has done everything as well. And then Sarah with this, so you can imagine we had this formidable group of mm. women. And we also, um, Alison Dyson, I must mention as well, she was also very passionate, um, one of our inaugural members and, and helped us get set up and certainly sort of um, took the mountain biking and got us connected up with, you know, Calamunda Cycles and we ran a workshop for women of, you know, changing tyres and really, really powerful work. Alison ran quite a few workshops for us as well. And then she she was the one that actually hooked us up with Bob Addy, who then became our coach yeah. for Tour of Margaret River. Yeah. So, you know, you've got, so there was the women that were involved in the committee obviously covered lots of bases very powerfully and continue to do so. Jeez, if you want to get something done properly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what are we doing, Alice? <laughs> We're just trying, Craig. We're yeah. trying. Um, That's just ridiculous, the amount of organisation just done so quickly. I know, yeah. I know. So. so it really opened opened up a chasm. Yeah. There, there, was a, there, were, there seemed to be we just sort of went down the rabbit hole as you do. And, um, yeah, and, and we sort of had this culture of, you know, when you talk about things and people say, oh, yes, but. Mm -hmm. And in cycling, that's quite true. And I think, you know, with all the little different groups and cycling clubs, there was a lot of buts. And we were just saying, well, look, yes, and, you know, or, you know, so we had this different culture and a different approach. Mm. And to try new things that, you know, sometimes didn't work. We might have two people turn up and sometimes we had 70 turn up, which was the crit series. So, mm. you know, we just kept experimenting with ideas really with a, you know, yes, and, and not a yes, but. Yeah, you know? yeah different mindset. Yeah. Yep. So with this mindset, for a lot of these women that you've mentioned, um, and you've mentioned as well, it comes from having entered these endurance sports in these years of your lives here, and we're talking about this 40, 45 onwards, the research that wasn't available when you entered the sport and you wanted to get access to training and access to programs and women's bodies are very different to men as well. And when it comes to programs, following programs, and We've discussed there that the research showed women weren't really represented in that area. We're talking sports science, medical research, hormonal influences as well. And um, I think we've got here some very, not only savvy, savvy um, committee members, but some very passionate committee members about giving access to these bits of information and these programs and these readings so that you can all improve yourselves in the sport and have a bit more balance in the sport as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, like obviously that previously, I think, you know, women, older women, women of a certain age, hate that expression, but mm -hmm. um, were sort of marginalised, as you say, in the research, in the medical, in the coaching, you know, in the movies, in, in the literature, in the advertisements. You know, it's a very powerful social commentary that we're the recipients of that then drive our body image 
you know, and so really we're just sort of emerging from under a rock of that and we're taking up this space now, I think. And I, I think I was saying to the boys earlier that, you know, we have women have an average age of 81, men a little bit less, sorry, we get just... <laughs> and uh, Yeah, yeah, and, um, you know, sort of going into perimenopause at about 45 and then on average women go and have menopause at 51. So you've got a long time to keep performing and living and enjoying and um, yeah, doing doing good stuff. So yeah, enjoying and I bring it into the conversation because I want you to, like, we mentioned all the work that's been done so quickly and we're talking about an organisation that runs very, very efficiently and provides amazing, um, like I said, access to seminars, uh, events, but I think it's due to the fact that, well, for so long, the, the the information hasn't been available and the opportunities haven't been available, which means the enjoyment hasn't been available. And you got, you, you ladies are very passionate about making up for almost that, that lost time as well as the market's there. Yeah, absolutely. And you want to give that market what they deserve. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's quite true. And I sort of think we're also, it's like a, it's a generation of women that we've not seen before. A, because we're, you know, we, we're living longer, you know, and B, because we want more opportunities and, and we're just, and we're, we're getting more opportunities and having conversations like this is just so powerful. We get to, you know, this is the modern day campfire, really. Mm -hmm. We get to sit around and poke the coals about all sorts of, you know, unusual, difficult conversations, not just for women, but men too. And, you know, I ride with men, so I know what we talk about, you know, we talk about mental health and domestic violence and prostate cancer and, you know, calcium scores and health and, mm. you know, important stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, well, your website has a, a pretty good uh, resource section there with articles that you guys refer. And it's just interesting that, um, okay, we're talking about, uh, the over 45 collective, but women in cycling and in general, even at the pro level, and it's not that long ago that they weren't even taking in menstrual cycles <laughs> into consideration when doing training programs and, and Absolutely. whatnot. So if at the pro level they're only just realising how much they have to cater around that, there's got to be a huge gap in, in information and knowledge for the 45 plus and the, the you know, post-menopause and so on. Yeah. So if you guys to... to have a space to, to pop all that sort of information in. Absolutely. And, and I think we have had a we have had an influence, you know, even with our own coaches, we are kind of, you know, to a degree educating them about our bodies and our need for, mm. you know, and it's not that hard to make a few um, training adaptations to just take into account recovery, nutrition, some high intensity work, uh, you know, strength and training. So a few things that can quite simply be put into someone's lifestyle or exercise regime which will make huge benefits for them and mitigate a lot of the symptoms that they might experience mm. and um, optimise performance yeah. all through a woman's life. Yeah, well, you say it's not mm. hard to make those changes, but you have I think to know. For a lot of, well, I think for a lot of people it's the dialogue that's hard. Yeah. Is actually having that conversation with a, a coach, if especially if you don't know them well on a personal level. Yeah. Now, I'm a, obviously, I'm a male, so I'm, I'm trying to look at it from a female's point of view that might be quite an uncomfortable conversation to have with a coach so you guys actually talking about this and bringing in actual information is just going to open up doors for people to actually ask some more questions and say look this isn't working with what my body's doing I'm not person a next to me you know I need a different approach perhaps to it absolutely yeah. absolutely and like there's so there's some really great apps I mean you know and you, you can just pop 
you can actually pop information on training peaks, believe it or not. Um, even Google, I, I was riding with a girl the other day and Google was telling her when she was meant to have a menstrual cycle. So like, wow. so everybody's onto it. Oh, no, it wasn't Google, it was um, Garmin. Garmin okay. are doing it. Yeah. They'll actually, she got a little beep and it said, menstrual cycle tomorrow, you wow. know. So, yeah. yeah, so there's lots of talking and mm. lots of people responding, you know, obviously. And you said it's a market, it's a demographic that's huge. Yeah. To, to, you know. So talk a bit about the progression of your group. So you started off with a different name, right? And it's now progressed into oh sort of it sort of was always we're incorporated as four five plus athlete mm. collective and i think we had to we had to buy that domain so we had to we were a bit restricted but that was sort of it's been quite a good one for us to start with and then we've just sort of for our kit we just call it 4f okay and then the four f's um we do get quite a bit of um commentary around that but anyway that's fun mm. and games too and but actually so the whole thing, the whole basis of, of the 4F is to inspire and support females 45 plus. So as you said, that was our DNA. But we've had all these people saying, you know, I'm 13, can I join? And I want the kit. And we've had, you know, men, we've actually got quite a few guys wearing the kit as well and they because they want to show their support. So mm. we've then broadened our, obviously, reach. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we're focusing on women, obviously, 45 plus, and the, the 4Fs are to be fit you know in whatever you choose to do and relative fitness obviously so to be fit and that's to to provide research and information to facilitate these adaptive training um, um learnings learnings yeah yeah, yeah yeah for coaches and for athletes to actually adapt their training to optimize whatever their hormonal status happens to be on that day mm. or year um, and to be active and competitive, and um, so we've even got in that regard, we've got we've got a database of doctors, GPs that actually understand women and have some training in women, and will help women who are having symptoms. Um, so, so we've got doctors that we recommend um, tests that women could do to actually monitor their own health better so we've sort of even gone into that area keep people fit oh. fun we mentioned before and we absolutely it's like you know find people that fan your fire you know mm. and when when the women get together on a gravel ride or whatever it is you know you you get your fire fan which is wonderful there's a few more f's in there isn't there <laughs> so the fun bit is the social networks um you know the mentoring the support and literally just having fun the fast so we we whilst we want to everyone to be more active there definitely is an element of like we're 45 plus but we're pretty good mm. and we can still you know we've got literally world champions in wa in a number of sports and you know, downhill racing, gravel racing, road racing, time trialing, you know, absolutely. So, yeah, we want to be fast and competitive regardless of our age and we want to be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's for women and we want to challenge stereotypes and we want to challenge all the sort of um, prejudices around ageing and, and what that looks like. I mean, you just have to Google the word menopause and you get this, you know, like witches burn them at the stake from, you know, mm. puritanical time through to only in 1880 was it even recognised as a as a thing. And so, so yeah, like if you, if you well, you'd have to maybe don't be bored and Google the word menopause and see what comes up. It's yeah. actually quite interesting. So, yeah, we want to really challenge the stereotypes. And I think one of my favourite stories is Alison Dyson, who is 
I'm going to say she's 60. I'm, she might be 59, but anyway, let's let's say 59. Mm-hmm. She's an incredible downhill gravity enduro rider and she she goes down and she'll um take her helmet off at the end and then all these young lads just fall around because they cannot believe that that was a woman that just Mm. beat their asses down that you know incredible you know descent and here she just takes her helmet off and there's you know ellie dyson standing there 59 years old and absolutely whooped them yeah, well, we can vouch Brave. for your um your effectiveness <laughs> on the bike because we've ridden with you and we've ridden with um, a few of your ladies as well on uh, a fast hills loop with lakes and we had. Oh, I think um that was uh, Anne Brinkcamp yeah, probably. Yeah, she, she was right there yeah. with us, and we <laughs> like to think we're pretty special up there. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely you've, you've got that highly competitive element, but you're now also opening it up to you know, it doesn't all have to be at the top end of competitive there's space for people that are just getting into the sport to to find a, a welcome place with you as well absolutely and, and to learn from learn from us you know yeah. we, we're living this life so you know let us help too. yeah it's important I, I was really excited reading through your um your website and your social media we were having this discussion just outside before you got here alistair um with, you know people of this 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 age bracket we all start to decline once you, you go past 40. It's not just women, um, it's men as well. And sarcopenia is one of the biggest indicators in the frailty index as we get older. Um, it's an index that measures um, how physically mobile and effective you are as you get, get older. And the loss of, um, of your muscle mass is a big contributor to a declining life experience mm. as we age. And, and expectancy. And expectancy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just, you know, when you think as we age, it's not, we're not talking just 70 and 80 and beyond. It's from 40 through 45, 50, 55. And there's just so much that we can be doing in that time frame if we look after our bodies. So that the strength um, aspect, strength training in particular, you've Absolutely. got Sarah Hunter yeah. that would look after a lot of that with you guys. Really important to encourage people in that age group, you know, from for men, we, we start to lose it a little bit earlier i think in terms of the muscle mass so you know late 30s we need to start really focusing on it and um, just keep that trajectory as high as we can have it for a quality of quality of life as we go on absolutely yeah Yeah, and you guys are just um educating people on that so so important here's a quick chat with joe from lakes bikes on how he likes to approach new bike day Whether or not they buy a bike at that time, even if they walk out with no bike, it's more also helping educate them on, on maybe a few options and what styles of bike will suit their needs. Um, give them time to think about those, those options as well. Um, and then we also focus on, on bike fitting. So really important of style of bike that's gonna suit their needs. Uh, following that, making sure correct frame sizing and, and they're set up right on the bike. So for you know, we love cycling. We want, we want everyone else to love cycling and, you know, for years to come. So, Deb, we've talked about the growth of the Forex brand. Talk with listeners about the early supporters of, of this growth. Um, yeah, like it's been really interesting to see where the supports come from, but also overwhelming for the people that 
that are interested and that that want to support us, um, you know, just from from the the guys we ride with or the people we train with, a lot of the cycling clubs of um, wanted partnerships, juniors, the, the whole bit, you know, all the triathletes have joined our crit series. So we've really really got support broad base, but we've actually got people that have financially supported us and. We actually were a sponsored team for Tour of Margaret River. So we went from being this little group of women that all wanted to wear the same kit, a bit like the bikies, put your colours on, you know, to feel stronger <laughs> and tougher and braver, which we did. Um, and so, well, just to talk about the kit, uh, Vanessa and I met with with you, who's a who's the designer of the escape kit. And he, he was just so open to our design and helpful and just, again, really supportive, turned it around quickly and then ended up um, helping us with the, with the crit series as well. So it wasn't just, you know, design us a kit and, and we're buying a kit from him. He, they're genuinely um, interested in, in us and what we were doing. So we also had a, um, one of Jody's uh, businesses, the Oz Sailmakers. So we sort of thought, you know, that was a great little synergy, like sailmakers. Here we were sort of sailing through life and that was just a nice little metaphoric um, association as well. We, we actually have um, a legal, uh, multidisciplinary legal company called The Sanctuary that's all about helping women that have suffered trauma, financial or domestic coming out of relationships. So th that was a really powerful um sponsorship for us and they, they're on our kit as well that's the sanctuary uh, lakes bikes obviously you know they'll support women wherever and whenever they can and you know that was obviously a personal contact but they're very helpful if, if anyone goes out there to the workshop with, with a bike they always explain what's going on you know what you need to do um all your options so like any people and i won't just say women don't know how to I've got a lot of blokes that I ride with that can't change a, change a tyre either, but they are very helpful in terms of educating people about bikes and equipment and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, Lakes Bikes were a great little association for us. Um, Damien Wire, you may all know, he's a sports photographer that has a gallery in Fremantle called Picarda. So he also was very keen to, you know, to help us. And he actually took that photo of us. Uh, you may or may not have seen it, but on our socials of the six women standing in the ocean in freezing cold in Fremantle. Yes, I saw that, yes. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was classic. So he took that photo. So, and he, so he's been a very big supporter of us. Ride WA, so um, Rebecca Cotton and Brendan Morrison, who organise all the events, they also very much supported us. And, and through them and through us, last year they had 22 all-female teams, which was the first time ever. I think this year they're still it's still open and they've got 24 all-female teams. Wow. So, you know, huge um, in terms of getting some growth in participation there mm. in an event. Um, we've got Atlas um, Professionals, which is an HR company, and this is quite ironic because they're actually a manning company. So one of our bigger sponsors is a manning company, and that's um, Jim Caldwell at Atlas Professionals. And then I actually went and did a presentation to their corporate office on International Women's Day about women and mm -hmm. supporting women. And so that was a really lovely little association. Um, yeah, and then just all the clubs. Rouchard's been great. Midland's been great. They let us borrow all their equipment for our crit. So we've had lots of generous people um, just loving what we're doing and happy to support us. So yeah, that's a big really deal. Great. Rouchard. Yeah, Dome, yeah, yeah, Dome, 
Midland, West Cycle, SPR, Peel. We've had the association with ATTA, West Coast Masters. We, we had a mentoring day where we invited women out. And we've had about this a couple of women who have stayed on and are racing proper West Coast Masters now. Mm. Kate Bolton, you may or may know, came from a triathlon background. She's now like the, you know, every every race, she's out there with the C and D grade, you know, get, mixing up with them. So she was like a success story of our mentoring, yeah. which has been wonderful. So, yeah, yeah. I think for you guys to grow the brand and take this, this idea that you had originally with Vanessa forward, uh, these partnerships have been integral. But what I really hear is that the partnerships have been also carefully um, selected, um, which is the reason why it's grown so much so quickly. Um, they need to align with your visions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, the word integrity comes up a lot. Um, but but we really, like, none of us are there for a business motivation. None of us are there for, for money. We are absolutely and utterly just purely passionate about women being fit and healthy and active, mm. especially as you age. And it's just that pure. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've made good associations with the, the people that you've got there because we um, got introduced to you through your personal friendship with Tony Baker from Lakes Bike. So that's how we've come to know you and you've been on on rides with us. And I don't think that the guys are, are too precious around females, <laughs> but, um, you, you know, but it also comes that you've been um, very open about the little bit of banter that does go around and obviously everyone watches their P's and Q's a little bit more than we maybe would normally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they don't. Oh, I don't know. Some, some maybe do, some maybe don't. But your, um, I don't know, how can I say it, your openness and, you know, you, you fit right in with, with us. So everyone's very welcoming to you. We are to, um, to all the females that come along. Absolutely. We don't get very many though. So that's why it kind of stands out a bit more to me that you're very easy to, to ride with, to talk with, to, you know, to hang around with so yeah yeah no that, well that thank you for that and like like i love it as much as um as you know I, I, yeah that they sort of i go once a once a month or so and i just call it their diversity audit check you know? right. i've just come to see okay who's put on weight who hasn't been training you know? who's, what have you been up to tick your diversity box and see how it's going but like yeah they're amazing in fact i i actually i've been doing so much training i couldn't keep up with the blend boys the other day and like beautiful Brian he came back and actually you know rode me back on a couple of times mm. and I got back to the end I said listen mate you deserve a carer's pension for that job you did today <laughs> like it was really good and yeah no they're great they don't yeah, yeah. And, and we've had I do we do have other women come along and then if women are coming sometimes the boys will say Deb I'm bringing so and so can you look after them or just make you know and absolutely we do so. yeah well, I mean we laugh about it but it is important that um, you know both sexes make a conscious effort to include each other. You know, you're open to a little bit of the nonsense we might have, but we need to actually be aware and encourage more to get in because it, you know, it's just a, it just enriches the whole group by having a, a bigger diversity of people like you yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's not a it's not because it, it, the reason it is the way it is is because it's women are not coming into the group, not because the men don't encourage it at all. Mm, so yeah, yeah, good point. Mm. Yeah. So we'll work on the women and you just have to be, be as welcoming as you always are. Yeah, well, when that's what you're doing, you are opening those doors and getting more of the women in and, yeah, we just need to obviously be there to, come on, keep coming, take a step further, <laughs> take, take a step further, come and ride with us and, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, 
we try to be gentlemanly out there. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't have to be gentle. No, you do. Yourself. You do because. Well, I, I think you've got to be a good wheel. It doesn't matter who it is. You're a you're good no, wheel. I, you know? I think that you do need to be gentlemanly. We don't want to associate with people that aren't. And this, this, you know, this is a big problem with society now. Is older values, and I'm not particularly. I don't think I'm particularly old. I'm only forty three, but older values are lost with a lot of people and. I personally um, curate the bunch of people that I do ride with, and if I don't like the attitude, then I won't ride with that that person. Yeah. So, I think we do need to encourage that more to to get more people in, um, you know, old, young, whatever it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think it just comes back to you know that we all ride with integrity and we all ride to look after each exactly. other, and it's not even yeah. a gender thing. And you just you know, you are a goodwill. I think that's the greatest compliment mm. you can give someone. Yes. You know, and that's in all aspects. Yeah. You know, banter and. Yeah, know, exactly. All yeah, of that. yeah, a good part of the yeah. group. So. Yeah. Yeah. You touched on that. You find that the men in the sport are generally not sexist, and um, yeah, that also the young, the young children that grew up in in the sport with these mums and dads that are cyclists. These young kids just grow up with such great values. And when we speak to them, Sam Washington, mm. for one, lately, um, yeah, Tristan Nash, the, these young young men that I've met, um, I'm just so impressed by how well they, they conduct themselves and how Absolutely. comfortable they are speaking with adults. Callum Milne was another mm. one coming yeah. through. And, um, yeah, these, these role models as mums and dads they have. Absolutely. And just the way they yeah. present themselves and speak. And, you know, as an educator, for me, it's also wonderful to see. But, you know, I mean, like the other day, uh, um, the other thing that I'm doing, this is with um, so Brendan Morrison, the Ride WA, they're doing the Riviera, which is a yes. series of 22 segments that you can do across six months. But like, you know, I, I went out the other day with Sam, who's 17, Brendan's son, and Brendan. So he's like me, Sam, 17, you know, Deb, 60, Brendan, 40 whatever, five, whatever mm. it is. And the three of us were just like three entities and all we wanted to do was help each other get a better time on a particular segment because mm. we're all in the same team. And I just thought it was so just neutral in every regard. And, you know, we did the little fist pump at the end and I, and I went away thinking, you know, what an amazing young man Sam is at 17, you know, that and, and Brenda, obviously. And that community and the connection and the age thing just goes out the window yeah. when you've got a common, you know, goal. There's a lot for people to learn in terms of the, you know, taking values off of people that you're hanging around. So yeah. for, for this young man to be with his dad and then with you also, yeah. you know, what a, a varied outlook he's going to yeah gonna go away with so, yeah. yeah yeah no and it was yeah it was quite it was just a really lovely little cameo piece of you know this is this is so cool mm. you know so, yeah, you're not going to find that in football or <laughs> basketball or many other sports really are you that sort of uh, a diversity there yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um so the 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 biggest introduction to you guys for us in a racing scene was probably Tour of Mug River last year. Your social media <laughs> ramped up a lot leading into that. Um, really good results and everyone should have a look at your social media. We'll put links to, to that in the show notes and have a look through the images and everything that's gone into it because it's really quite professionally done. Um, I was aware of your your at a race, you know, starting it off with, on the hot dog lap just by looking through. There's a really good good write-up on what you guys are up to. But um, so you can talk about that tour of mugs and what else you guys are doing with cycling as well going into because it's not just road racing you're really across all disciplines yeah so yeah the tour of market river again it sort of 
very quickly we we ended up with sort of a, a bank of about eight really strong solid riders mm-hmm. and um and yes we just thought it was so poetic to then ask Bob Addy to be our mentor and um you know, race director. And Can you describe a bit about Bob Addy? Because it's a name that some people will know, but not everyone <laughs> Okay, will. so so Bob Addy, and again, I probably haven't got this right, but he's mm-hmm. definitely 80-something, not that you would ever know it. And he's an ex-Tour de France British um, Olympian okay. and local mm-hmm. uh, and very, very, very big on the West Coast Masters scene, race commissaire and, you know, amazing man. And so he agreed to to be our race director. We all had our own, most of us had our own coaches. So he was just came over on top, unbrothered that. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, there was never a question that we we were 40, 50, 60 years, years old. We were a high performance team and he never not treated us as that. And so we very much became that. And so we, so we actually, so there were 22 all-women's teams and there was quite a lot of, you know, people came from ovaries and it's a really competitive field of um, female riders. And so on, we actually came third in the time trial, which then put us into A grade, which was remarkable, yeah. obviously. And then we came a very, we, we call it a very solid fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, overall. Yeah, overall. In A grade. In A grade, which, you know, was pretty, was pretty amazing. Yeah. And I think we did make, you know, a, a bit of a, a show with, with the way that we conducted ourselves, you know, the kit with our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And Bob, of course, you know, had us warming up on the trainers. Lakes, we had our little tent up next to Lakes. We yeah. had a lot of support. And um, yeah, we put on a, a show. That's for sure. We Anyone did, that's we did. Uh, as a team warming up on the rollers before an event like this, you got to take serious. But I think, <laughs> but that I, was under instruction. Under instruction, yeah, of course. absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. a mindset. The whole thing that you guys put together that weekend was like professional mindset. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing your collective age somewhere written down. Do you recall what that was of oh, your team? Yeah. Oh, yes. No, I do. Um, and did I write it down? I think I Sorry to put, put it you on the No, spot no, no. But it was impressive. Oh, look, and if you added Bob Addy and it was like 700 or something. <laughs> but like, and I think I was, I was talking to Alistair when we were chatting about this and like I, we've all had quite a lot of, we've all had coaches, male and female. But um, so Bob was actually the first male coach that I've ever had that actually asked the question of us, you know, and <laughs> it was like, what's happening down there, girls? Like, what's going right. on for me? What, you know? Yeah. And so he actually, and he was on to the nutrition. He knew that we would never recover and back-to-back those events if we didn't get our nutrition right. And I think you guys have obviously talked about this very powerfully as well. So he would be there at the end of every stage with his esky, you know, with our chalk milks or whatever we were mm. going to have to get our protein into our bodies in that 20 minute window straight after those time trials and that absolutely and that's one of the lessons that we've learned about Mm. our bodies men and females but particularly our older bodies recovering to then back up to a you know to an intensity again yeah and uh, so he was all over the coaching in terms of you know asking us where we were at and what was happening training around that he was all over the nutrition and it was yeah it was just poetic um And there was actually like an, an incident and, you know, like at the time we probably saw it negatively, but again, it, it was a conversation. One of the commentators, you know, said something about, oh, you know, 4F and, you know, I don't give 4Fs where those girls are. We, one of us had a flat tyre and we missed our start. 
And, um, you know, like it was just, it, it was sort of good because it kind of mm. thought, a lot of people said, oh, we didn't like that. And I think well, I that can was, imagine um, who that commentator was. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You've had concerns. Yeah. And um, anyway, Bob again, and you talk about having integrity and being a gentleman, you know, he didn't make a fuss at the time and we, we had it got our start. And that's when we came third. We still, mm-hmm. we were fine. Looking after his athletes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he just very quietly, you know, a few hours later went over and just had a little quiet chat, you know, and the next day, you know, we, you know, it wasn't an apology, but it was like, there was a little bit of an acknowledgement yeah. of, you know, like these girls are pretty good. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, uh, your results speak for themselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we had a laugh. We were there with, um, you know, the, the um, eucalyptus up our nose to open our airways and, you know. Wow. <laughs> I know. How did we miss that one? I know. It was, it was, a, it was a good <laughs> tip. Yeah. It was Not in the bottom of the So, okay. yeah. So, yeah. So, so this year mm-hmm. we're actually, oh, sorry, right. we're actually going on, we are, we do have a team, but this time we're sort of not focusing so much on the high performance aspect of it, but we're actually going, we've got a development team of women, which is in everything we wanted to achieve. So we've now got a squad again of eight women some have never ridden in a group before. Some are, some have done um, Tour of Margaret River, but had a bad experience, or you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we've got eight women that we're going to mentor and um, put in as a, a development, and they're called the Socialites, four right. F Socialites. Yeah, I like that. And then for the elite, for the women that really want to race, um, you know, we've actually got a mixed team as well. So we've got sort of women racing with men, which is. Like everything that we wanted, we've achieved in this one-year turnaround from a high-performance all-women's team. Um, yeah, every woman was 50 or older, credible, mm-hmm. um, to now a development team and a mixed team for this wow. year. Yeah, that's so, a real progression, yeah, is it? Yeah. So there we go. That age number was a 300-plus number. I yeah, do remember seeing. yeah, it was. I didn't want to say that, <laughs> but I, I had it, it in my head it. that it was a 300-plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're so competing was, against yeah, chaotic six, energy and yeah. the, no, the Dome have a team. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, and now you've you've brought in, um, you know, it's not just you guys high on a pedestal. You're opening the door and bringing in more to, who knows, they may, they may love racing, but they hopefully will just love riding a bike more as well yeah, by the end of it. and have a really positive experience. Yeah, yeah. unreal. So there is also a broader base in road cycling to, to 4F and there's, access to crits, there's access to the track, there's gravel, yep. CX as well. Uh, let's start with gravel and seven this year was highly successful for uh, 4F, but I guess everyone associated with 4F, not just the cyclists. Um, yeah, I mean, 18 of the top 30 were over 45 yeah. in, that, in that event. And, but prior to the event, there was workshops. Yeah, so we actually, so Sarah Hunter um, ran a workshop for us um, in Nanup. Um, we, we ran some gravel rides just to get people confident with skills. And as you know, if you've got the skill on those things, you know, you can you can perform. So so we, we did some nutrition seminars. Um, we actually took ride leaders, took, took, took people out. So we knew the course, we knew the climbs. Like we actually practiced that last climb and anybody that's done seven that didn't know that that last climb mm. was coming. But we um, we actually practiced that climb so that we would be well prepared for it. And even the end of seven, you know, we actually trained on that. Yeah. So again, so yeah, we, we used, you know, our people to help mentoring. But um, the most successful workshop we probably run was the one that Sarah ran down there. Um, it covered all bases and then had a question and answer afterwards. 
So that was great. And that's all part yeah. of your membership base? Yeah, if you remember, that was yeah. free to members and I think we, you can pay to, to access it as well. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no, for seven, there was 53 women, 24 were over 45, and in five, 22 of the 27 women were over 45. So participation-wise, and I'm not claiming all of those women, but just in terms of numbers, um, pretty significant. So for listeners, seven is an event in Nanup. It's a gravel race. Um, this year it was UTI um, and Trek-sponsored. Um, yeah, it was seven is the longer version and 125 kilometres of of gravel and five was about 85 mm -hmm. kilometers of gravel mm -hmm. um so yeah those figures there we're talking yeah 53 women is that correct in did, did seven yeah. 24 were, and 24 uh, were 14 over i think yep. yeah and then 27 women and 22 over 45 so over 40 it it just shows that in that space of time you've yeah provided this level of confidence to, to these women to, to go into this event. Yeah, and again, yeah. I'm not claiming all of those women and, we, and we'd love them all to join us and to be aware yeah, of us. But, but, I mean, there's lots yeah. of women in there, you know, like, you know, Nat Lorendo and Anna mm -hmm. Heights. And, I mean, you know, yeah, like, maybe yeah. our women, but there's a lot out there that aren't, don't even know we exist. So we hopefully this podcast will... will but they're racing or they're, they're riding against other women. And that's what you—that's what we want, right? So Absolutely. Speaking to Marissa Drummond when she was first starting off, there wasn't enough to fill a podium, and now she's got this competition, and <laughs> you want competition to Absolutely. get better. You want yeah. to make each other better. So these numbers tell me that everybody's going to get better. Yeah, and that we'll support anyone that wants to come under our umbrella. Mm -hmm. um, that's know, the big part there. It, that we can the support, support and the education and the resources. Because yeah. uh, just chatting before while we were standing at the bar, um, I. I kind of highlighted to you that the amount of people out there that actually don't have a great knowledge base about the finer points is huge. We assume that everyone knows what they're doing, how much they have to eat every hour on the bike, what they need to do to recover and to train properly. But I think a lot of people just have a very surface knowledge. Mm. And by you guys putting this stuff out there in fine detail, scientific papers, um, you're there to chat to and to bounce ideas off. Um, from a real uh, female perspective, it's so important. So you've got the numbers there already, but you're just going to see that bar raise at the level of of knowledge and competition that you're getting. Which oh, is, absolutely, you know, and and learning wants. from each other. I mean, we mm. did a we did a seminar on tire pressure. I mean, I know we can do a whole river loop and talk about tire pressure, like it's a huge topic. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, um, so we ran a seminar on, and you know, if you've done seven. It's all about tyre pressure. That's right, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't get that right. Yeah, two PSI so we, can make the huge Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we had we had girls you know, taking air out and putting air in mm. and, like, you know, so anyway, that's a small example but very powerful bit of yeah. knowledge. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Might be getting myself a membership, Craig, for a <laughs> workshop next year. This is going to be your <laughs> secret edge to performance, <laughs> hey? Oh, to, uh, yeah, just maybe. Signing up again and uh, <laughs> getting some tips. Get, you're yeah. a scared off by seven, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so workshops sound good. Yeah, yeah. So that's the the gravel scene. Is there much more to touch yeah, on? Yeah, so we've talked there? about Tour of Margaret River, yeah. seven, obviously. And there's a quite, there's about five of us. Well, there's a lot that qualified to go to Italy for the UCI Worlds. There's five of us that are definitely going and have all connected up of women over mm -hmm. 45. We're going to go together and sort of hang together. 
Um, so, and there may be more. So, yeah. yeah. So that was the other thing about Seven. It was a UCI qualifier yeah. for a world championship, the first one that's taking place in Italy. So Correct. So you've got a, in October. a bunch of friends going for a holiday together. We do. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows? There's women that could absolutely come back as a world gravel champ yeah. for, for WA, for yeah, Australia. that's exciting, isn't I it? I know. Yeah. yeah. So that's the gravel scene. Yeah. And you're also represented at CX, which we've seen a few of the, yeah. the girls out there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that I'm completely out of my depth with that, but Vanessa is a, uh, a current national uh, Australian CX champ, and obviously Angie Coleman is in the elites there. And so mm. yeah, we've had some really strong women in the CX. You, you say out of your depth. You should change that. <laughs> you've got a smile naturally, no. and CX is the biggest smile maker no, that's out there. Bikes are for sitting on, not for carrying through. Puddles, oh, okay. <laughs> Have they been in consultation with Escape? about a, a CX kit. We've seen the same 4F kit, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. well, um, they've certainly been in contact for a, a World Gravel kit. We're just waiting to see mm. if we're allowed to use that with through Oz Cycling to get a kit through right. um, Escape. So yeah. it'd be incredible to see Maria in over there in an Australia kit. She'll do incredibly well right, yeah. as an aspirational 45-year-old woman yeah. of about 28 or whatever she is. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Season three of the Amateur Hour is proudly supported by Professional Way. I've personally been a customer for 10 or so years, and whether it's been strength training in the gym or cycling training, the body needs to be fueled correctly to get the most out of your performance and recovery. At Professional Way, they are committed to being a totally clean, pure sports nutrition company. No artificial ingredients added, no fillers, just pure product. At the heart of Professional Way is a passion to see clean sports nutrition being utilised alongside the nourishment of organic whole foods. Check out the range online at www.professionalway.com.au. Use the code Professional Way for free shipping to an Australian address on your first order over $100. So the 4F committee identified an opportunity with the Sanctuary Crit Series, Deb, at the Midland Velodrome. There was, yeah some discussions about where are the women and, and, and the racing. And, and so, yeah, this open-minded committee got in some, some heated discussions and some really robust discussions and came up with this crit series. Yeah, no, it was a, and, and its success was a surprise to us. Um, but yeah, we just sort of, you know, I think Sam Bolton asked the question because she's very heavily involved with um, West Coast Masters. She was saying, you know, where are all the women in the crit races? And so we actually asked around and, you know, the women were saying that they, you know, they didn't feel physically safe in some of the circuits. They, you know, it's expensive. They didn't feel safe racing with the men. Their cornering wasn't good enough. You know, so there was all these reasons why not to do it. And so we sort of thought, you know, well, let's, let's try and overcome some of these. So we we, we actually got some sponsorship from the Sanctuary, um, who I've talked about before. This is the multidisciplinary um, organisation that supports women that have suffered trauma. So it was a really, really nice synergy with our sponsorship for a start. So it's called the Sanctuary Series. Um, Midland Cycle Club lent us their equipment, which was great. We got into their cages and got all their stuff out, which was wonderful. We, uh, Toby Brown, who um, is Strive coach and runs the Dome team, he actually paid for our crèche to be able to put on a crèche if, if you know, if women had children and wanted to race. So, and that was more a, um, a symbolic gesture more than anything. But it was it was creative and it was different and it was innovative, as we talked about. 
we also instead of just it all being about the racing we made the women said it's, they needed it to be flexible so you, they didn't want to put in an, a to go to an event or a series and then lose their money or not be able to go to it you know how you have to once you've committed you you're in whereas a lot of people need some flexibility so we we didn't lock them in and they could get anybody to fill in for them if mm. they couldn't turn up on the day if kids were sick or whatever so there was flexibility it was cheap we made it safe because we then also ran workshops and again we had Toby Brown came out and ran a coaching course for us but we also had people like Tennille Attar just stepped up and helped us she, she just jumped in and started helping the girls you know giving people tips very uh, Davina Summers was there also helping so a lot of cycling women just jumped in and and, and helped out very organically mm. I guess and very authentically and really amazing um, so yeah so it was cheap it was safe we had the help from Midland Club and then the I think probably the most interesting thing we did was so because so it wasn't just all about who was winning you could be in any grade so you had to have three people in a team but you could have a good rider and a you know a rider that had never ridden so you could have someone in C grade someone in E grade someone in B grade so the team was spread across the field mm. didn't matter and then if they brought a volunteer along, and it just happened to be quite a lot of the, the men came along, it was a, a good time in the afternoon as well. So the women were racing, the men came along and did some volunteering for us, and they got points for the women's team. So you could actually win just by having the most volunteers and just participating. So it, it, it turned it on its head a bit in terms of the points. So we had so many volunteers that we had to turn them away in the end. We had the people begging to do things. And then we had um, someone like, so Sam Bolton was our race director and um, uh, she did all the technical stuff. And then we had Jethro Nagel, who some of you will know from the podcasts and everything. He just very kindly stepped up and said, you know, I'll commentate. And so he commentated us like he'd commentate the Tour de France. He was just amazing. And um, one of his mates helped out as well. So we, we had commentators. We had lots of volunteers. And it was just a really good vibe. So we're actually going to do it again. So we've got a series happening again starting on the 19th of November. The 26th of November and the 3rd, just short and sharp, three races over six weeks with a very much the same format. And we're hoping to expand our, our reach with that as well. So, Unreal. yeah. I can't help but feel you're bragging a little bit with turning away the volunteers. There'll be a few clubs know, that are uh, a little bit dirty on you for that one. But um, in terms of your particip uh, participation numbers, what sort of reach are we looking at? So we, we had between 60 and 70 um different people racing mm. in that quiz series we also had we, we had the kids racing beforehand so we had like the kids on course uh being taken around by whoever was available to take the kids around so um yeah we're certainly hoping to expand upon that yeah 60 um, to 70 women racing i know that's huge i know it's amazing yeah we need to see that translate over into the road scene yeah, do, that'd be do, nice. Do many of them get over to the the masters races? Do you have much experience with with those yourself? I I don't, but um, I know that the number of women at the pure races isn't in that sort of ballpark. No, it'd be great to um, 
I don't know. Yeah. Some I kids can get some, together and work out how yeah, to you've done it so well. Use the lessons of yeah, what we had. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, we also had, so the junior girls came along. We had some elite juniors came, which was fantastic. And then we also had a, a, a small group of triathletes that we, we got involved who came and because they were training for draft legal triathlon races. So it was perfect. Another event. great addition to the day. Absolutely. The absolutely. So yeah. So again, we, we really broad base yeah. for the participation. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and we're going to get food trucks out this time. We're going to have, so people stay and, you know, yeah. soak up the vibe a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good to hear. Gosh. Uh, great. Deb, it's it's time we touched on your story. And I want to tell listeners here that, yeah, you, you found the sport at 49 years of age and you found triathlon initially and some of those friendships are still so strong for you as well from the very beginning. Um, yeah. Did you have any team sports you did in your other adult years, in your 20s, 30s? Uh, 40s, any other things that you did before you found this incredible sport of ours? Um, yeah, no, I did did start quite late. And I think that was, um, it, it. again, it was the, my era um, and the expectation around, you know, just where I, when and where I was born. I also spent a lot of time in the country where opportunity wasn't as, as great. And for some reason, I just, like I should have, my my dad, my dad's family were quite sporty. There was, you know, sort of litterings of state champions, swimmers and rugby players and things. And my brother was a state golfer. But I guess I just, I think I was a victim of that whole gender thing and expectation. And then growing up, we were sort of Nikathara and Derby and Querading. And so really all I did was, I, I did play netball, but I wasn't any good at anything. Like I was literally C-grade netball and Querading, which is, has a population of about 3,000. So that, you know... <laughs> wasn't so yeah so very much latent potential and then I um, married a guy that was in the SAS and I sort of spent the next 20 or 30 years of my life sort of going living in different places and you know having kids and all that sort of stuff having a career and um, so yeah I did stuff like I did Jane Fonda aerobics and I you know did things like I I, I did run a marathon because I was on my own in um, uh, you know John was away a lot and so I, I used to just run around the block with the kids on an army base and I ended up doing a marathon you know not well but yeah so I did so I did some stuff but not really and so it wasn't until um, I did I started in triathlon and was I got I was very good very quickly and um, um, so my my body age athletically hadn't really so I didn't get any injuries and um so I, uh, yeah anyway I hate talking about myself but <laughs> anyway hopefully it's important because hopefully people will start sooner anyway I I was very good very quickly and so they they took me to UWA to do some testing because and they, and basically I had the physio if I'd been identified as a young girl woman I would have been an Olympic track cyclist I just had all the hallmarks of right. the big lungs you know the right length levers the right you know everything like clear lactate really efficiently recover well and um the boys are sitting here now they're feeling quite gratified because now they know when i ride with them they <laughs> i had all this potential so yeah we so, ride with you Deb. yeah <laughs> we ride with you you're, you're with us yeah so, um, like, I had this, I had, had the same lung capacity as Cadell Evans, and anyway, a whole lot of statistical markers that that meant I should have been, you know, could have been. And so, really, it's a story. It's sad in a way that I didn't get onto it sooner because of whatever the reasons. Um, but then it's also good that I have got onto it, and I've had and 
to be a woman of my age. I've travelled the world. I've I've raced in a time world time trial. I've been a world champion duathlete. Um, you know, I was third in Ironman in an Ironman internationally. So lots and lots of success. Um, I but, think yeah. I want to jump in there. Um, the world championships in Italy, two thousand nineteen. You're on the podium <laughs> in your age group, and you're on the podium with former world champion, thirteen times and seven time Olympian, yeah, Jeannie Longo. Yeah, um, that says a lot about your your um, obviously, yep, this this lung capacity and this ability, but also this competitive element that you've got and this determination to to succeed. I think. Um, Coming back from Italy, there was this reflection. You're like, okay, I'm inspired and I want to inspire other women and I want to give them opportunities earlier on in their careers um, so that they realise their potential. And so I want you to talk a bit about that reflective uh, process. But just hold on because straight after you finished second to Ginny Longo... (laughs) You borrowed a hire bike. <laughs> no, a bike from the hotel lobby. I grabbed one. <laughs> Jumped into the road race and also took out a yeah top 10 position in the road race yeah. as well. Um, so just, yeah, buzzing buzzing to the absolute maximum from that experience. You've returned back to Perth and, yeah, you were very, very motivated to to inspire other women. Well, yeah, and it also, I also had a change of career. So I'd been, so I kind of found the sport. I got coached, you know, to a high, by by coaches to a high level for about five years. And then I also have become a triathlon coach myself. So, which I love now as a profession, it just sort of all my life experiences and my beliefs are now all sort of centered into this holistic coaching model, which centers around you know, individual physiology and individual potential and working with people around their lives, you know, to do stuff that they love mm. and to, um, to you know, be happy doing stuff. So, so yeah, no, the Jenny Longo thing, I, mean, I didn't even know who Jenny Longo was because I hadn't come from a cycling background, but everyone was talking about her and she is the goat of women's cycling. So she, w- she went to the Olympics seven times, Jeez. you know, over 28 years, obviously. And so... Luckily, I didn't know who I was racing against, you know, until, but at, so to put it into perspective, it, it was a, I can't even remember how long it was, but it, she did the time trial in 33 minutes and 20. So she beat me by two minutes, which is huge. I did it in 35 and 20, but the next closest, who was a woman, an American woman, who was also a national world champion American, she was five minutes behind me. So there was sort of Jeannie Longo, then then me, little old me from, you know, Mount Claremont, and then this American. So so that time travel, you know, and, you know, coached by Toby too. Like he was amazing mm. over there with us. Anyway, so that was the time trial. And then, yeah, so Toby said, well, look, you're not trained for the road race, but look, you're over there and you've qualified because I did it at Amy's and you get to qualify for both. And so, you know, we just jumped on a road bike. And so I had the road bike experience as well. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward now to maybe, you know, doing the gravel. And I've done duathlon, triathlon. And so, yeah. But, yeah, it, it has now my whole life's purpose and my whole life's work is now about, you know, people and performance and coaching and 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 giving back to a sport and in 10 years has just given me so much mm. um like in terms of the health thing too like my my mum was amazing 
um, she actually she died she died at the age I am now so 62 and she had a very preventable female she she ended up dying of bowel cancer but you know she went to the doctor with low iron which a lot of women do mm -hmm. and um, you know wasn't diagnosed you know was told to eat more spinach and literally died of a curable bowel cancer at, at at my age now so that also we talked about the health and mitigation and doing this stuff not to be to to win or whatever but to be healthy and fit and well and um yeah li live a good solid life yeah it's all about these quality of life markers isn't it mm. and everything you're doing is just extending that further and further in the in the right direction absolutely yeah got to help people do that that's for sure well yeah I'm just so grateful that, yeah, you've, along with Vanessa and then the other committee members and, and volunteers have, have taken this path um, because there is a growing, growing number of women out there who, who want these opportunities and who can live healthier lives, uh, more social lives um, and find balance in their lives, which will bring balance to the families that they're with as well. Um, and yeah, in Perth, yeah, you've just, it's just, it's just started, you know, the ripples are there. Um, and I, I really am excited for you guys moving forward. Um, yeah, I really want to, yeah, thank you for sharing with listeners. Yeah. It's not easy talking about yourself as well sometimes, right? No, I got mo the most uncomfortable I was, was right <laughs> at the end when you said, tell me about yourself. <laughs> so yeah, we thank you for, for sharing those stories. Um, yeah, is there anything else that you want to to leave with listeners about this this journey that you are on? Um, and yeah, what is your what is your hope for for Ref moving forward? Yeah, I think um, you know you just summed it up really well. I think it is about it's about general well being and health and connectedness and families and you know it's yes we're focusing on women, but by focusing on women, we're also you know helping families and people understand these issues and and yeah like we we're just poking the coals here hey around a lot of things and mm. the more we can learn and and work as a community i think the the world we do our place for making the the world a better place so yeah. what's your um what's your website deb oh so we do have a website and i've, I've left the boys some cards card here oh, excuse me we do so the website is www for the number five or lowercase four five plus.org so yeah so watch our socials we've got like, really nice instagram facebook and you know it, joining us being a member it's 35 dollars. you also get to be a member of oz cycling you know if you want to sponsor us and get your name on our kit and 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 be a part of the the message that we're trying to get out there then we'd love any you know and, and it's completely non-for-profit and you know yeah yeah, you're right. The website is really good. Um, as we've mentioned before, there's a lot of resources on there. Also really good um, bio of each of the, the founding members, which is nice to read. So it's nice to know who you're um, dealing with and who you're getting the information from. Um, and your Instagram is fantastic as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah well done with that. I encourage people to, to go over and have a look. And we've got heaps of resources. We've got recommended doctors for women's health. We've got physios. We've got books. We've got podcasts we've got apps that are great there's a whole raft of information in there just as a starting point for anybody that wants to have a look mm, all right uh well listeners if you're on a bunchy in a race and you see yeah a woman <laughs> in bright red lippy absolutely <laughs> dropping what's on you 
yeah. There's so a few of us that drop in Watts in that 4F kit. So, yeah, watch out for us. <laughs> so, be g'day to them. Thanks for sharing your, your journey so far with us, Deb. Yeah, no, thanks, lads. Thank See you, you on Deb. Saturday in the bunch. All right, we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Huge thanks to Deb Kemp for that story today and super experience there by the 4F committee and crew who've shown so much growth and influence uh, in this time, this short amount of time, and it just shows how much can be achieved by a tight-knit group of people and a very passionate and, uh, I guess, purposeful group of people and, and they're having an influence so quickly in this cycling scene and, and just in people's lives. What did you take away, Craig? Yeah, well, to be honest, I was really surprised. I had no idea the extent of what uh, the the four five group was actually doing. My initial knowledge was it was just a, well, not just, but it was really a, a bunch of of women of the similar sort of age getting together and racing, and that's pretty much what I thought was the extent of their their group. But I was really happy to see that it extends a lot further into um, into the support and education and being proactive with getting more people active it's everything that i'm all about you know our association with professional way um, the re- recovery modalities and the training modalities that i try to put on myself is all about what you know what they're, they're trying to get everyone to do so i'm really happy to to hear how much work they're putting into it yeah they've got a great vision and they're living it so quite a few weeks at the moment for us uh, we've just been training away we have the WA State Champs for Cyclocross this coming Sunday, the 24th of July at Edmillon Reserve. And, yeah, really excited for this one, hoping for some a large field in all grades and, and you and I are yeah, ready to rip up B grade again. So pumped for that. And we've got the Peel District Cycling Club Handicap at Casuarina on Saturday, the 30th of July. So, yeah, we've just been chipping away at our training blocks and... Um, yeah, we've got those two gems lined up. Yeah, two two hard weekends of racing in a row, which is um, which is sweet. Uh, lesson learned for you, Al. Any any tips on maybe clothing apparel that you need to wear when you're racing CX? Definitely. Yeah, um, I finished the last race with hands that looked like they'd been through ten rounds. Um, they were just <laughs> with <a speed> rider. <laughs> yeah without the gloves for the last CX race at Guildford Meadows and about lap two just looked down and yeah it wasn't a pretty sight and pushed on but um yeah definitely get those gloves out and um yeah don't don't be as green as I was in in that event but I tell you what I just still want to finish and finish well every CX race we do and um yeah this Sunday I'll have the gloves on and uh, I'm going to put my legs through the absolute ringer again um, and just see where we end up again, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're right. You, you did finish that race really strong. A lot of people would have pulled out given the state of your hands afterwards. They were disgusting. But um, hats off to you. And, yep, lessons learned for, for this weekend coming. State champs, our first one um, participating. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, I think uh, hopefully Stu and Ash will be pretty happy with the little progression and how much we've really – you know, dived into CX given our um, our episode with them at the start of the season was our introduction to it. And yeah, already we're racing our first state champs and trying to get people along to, to get involved as well. So looking forward what, to a good couple of weeks. Yeah, what a product and 
yeah, uh, it's come around very quickly at the end of the season. So it's the second last one and, and yeah, we're there right to the end and looking forward to some beers with, with them all at the end of the last race. So for sure. Um, yeah, we've got, yeah, our eyes on, on Peel, the Casuarina handicap. I've got my eyes on the College of Donnybrook handicap, but you've certainly got both eyes on your Monday Biddy and coming up in that nine to 10 day ride you're doing with a few friends of yours. Yeah, yeah, super excited. It's getting closer. I just I just keep buying more and more clothes to uh, possibly take with me. I've got Merino everything at the moment except for Rundies. So that'll be interesting to see how we go. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. And gosh, that'll really kick off the, the last block heading towards Margaret River, coming back off that long endurance set down to, to Albany. And yeah, we'll start training some sharp stuff. Great. I'm just hoping that when you boys are doing it, there's definitely a strong southerly. So, yeah, there's no risk of the smell of you boys blowing up this way back in the city when you guys are doing your 10-day trip. So um, looking forward to hearing about it um, when you guys finish it up and can't wait to, yeah, to see you guys roll into Albany that last day with a couple of beers in the system and, and um, yeah, enjoying the fruits of all your, your fun out there in the bush. Yeah, I look forward to that. But if we have a strong southerly, won't that be a headwind the whole way down? Well, you're in the forest, mate. I'm sure you'll find ways to hide. <laughs> you're trying to stitch us up. But no, looking forward to it. Got a good bunch of guys going. So we'll have some content that's related to that as well. And um, that should be coming out fairly soon. So, yeah, look forward to that one uh, by the end of September. Magic. Well, guys, remember to enter the comp. Remember to get those that answer DM to us and um, get yourself, if, if you haven't already, the hands on this this wonderful wonderful product and um, we look forward to seeing at the upcoming races hope you enjoyed this one again it's been a pleasure bringing it to you Swaino, cheers for the yarns cheers mate appreciate it and listeners um don't um don't press stop after the music going there's a little uh, sneak or surprise bit at the end there for you so please listen through Um, so, Alistair, you asked me if there was anything I wanted to add before we end our conversation. Um, and I, I'd, I'd just like to say that I consider myself to be just so lucky. And I'm so very grateful that I was able to find my vehicle, albeit late in life, which just happened to be a bike. And it also reminded me that it's never too late, um, never too late to take up something and to try something new and to learn and grow and I certainly found the bike was a vehicle for me to be able to thrive and grow and not just to be fit and healthy, but to develop tools and a mindset that really does help me navigate life, life with more capacity and more understanding. And I, I think if we can all find our own vehicle, then, then we have the capacity to do this as well. And I just hope anyone listening um, to the podcast can do the same. And, and as I said, it doesn't have to be a bike. It can be anything that gives you a feeling of well-being and something that you need to pursue. So the invitation to anyone who has heard anything today and that, that we might be able to, to help you with, I really invite you to check us out, reach out, shout out, 
um, come and have a conversation with us. And the, the 4F website sitting there and behind the 4F website is a whole range of um, great people that are that would love to connect with anybody out there that, that likes the story and, and thinks that they can um, benefit from what we've learned. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.